Hello and welcome to A Daily Purpose Bible Study and Devotional, a podcast by Our Given Purpose. I am Tori, your host. Please take a moment to share this podcast with a friend and let others know they can find A Daily Purpose on all major podcasting platforms and on YouTube. If you have your Bible, please turn with me to the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 18, and let's read the parable of the rich young ruler. Luke, chapter 18, verses 18 through 43. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, you who are essentially and morally good, what shall I do to inherit eternal life, that is, eternal salvation in the Messiah's kingdom? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is essentially and morally good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not testify falsely. Honor your father and your mother. He replied, I have kept all these things from my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and distribute the money to the poor, and you will have abundant treasure in heaven. And come, follow me, becoming my disciple, believing and trusting in me, and walking the same path of life that I walk. But when he heard these things, he became very sad, for he was extremely rich. Jesus looked at him and said, How difficult it is for those who are wealthy to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man who places his faith in wealth or status to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard it said, Then who can be saved? But he said, The things that are impossible with people are possible with God. Peter said, Look, we have left all things, homes, families, businesses, and followed you. And he said to them, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who will not receive many times as much in this present age and in the age to come, eternal life. Then taking the twelve disciples aside, he said to them, Listen carefully. We are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that have been written through the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled and completed. He will be betrayed and handed over to the Gentiles, the Roman authorities, and will be mocked and ridiculed and insulted and abused and spit on. And after they have scrouched him, they will kill him. And on the third day, he will rise from the dead. But the disciples understood none of these things about the approaching death and resurrection of Jesus. This statement was hidden from them, and they did not grasp the meaning of the things that were said by Jesus. Bartimaeus receives his sight. As he was approaching Jericho on his way to Jerusalem, it happened that a blind man was sitting beside the road begging. Now when he heard the crowd going by, he began to ask, what was this about? They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. So he shouted out saying, Jesus, son of David, Messiah, have mercy on me. 
Those who were leading the way were sternly telling him to keep quiet, but he screamed all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Then Jesus stopped and ordered that the blind man may be led to him, and when he came near, Jesus asked, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me regain my sight. Jesus said to him, Regain your sight. Your personal trust and confident faith in me has made you well. Immediately, he regained his sight and began following Jesus, glorifying and praising and honoring God. And all the people, when they saw it, praised God. Lord, thank you for the reading of your word. Luke chapter 18, verses 18 through 43. Dear friends, this is one of my favorite Bible lessons, the story of Bartimaeus in Luke chapter 18, because it reminds me of my spiritual blindness and the need for me to be humble before Jesus and to cry out to him so that I am not misled. And God, the Son, has mercy on those who acknowledge and cry out to him. When Jesus was passing by, and that's another lesson we see in this passage, when we think about the ministry of Jesus, when we know Jesus is passing by or that his angels are present, will we cry out for mercy even if we're told to be quiet? I liken this to being in a space that may cause embarrassment if we were to kneel down and pray to God to help us in our affliction. If you've ever sat in the emergency room of a hospital while waiting for your name to be called, then you understand the gravity of knowing that only one thing that needs to happen is for you to be seen by the doctor, right? Once you're diagnosed, the treatment can begin and your pain will be a distant memory. But if we are afraid of the crowd or the many that are there that are in front of us, perhaps suffering even more than we are, we may not get bold and be persistent. So this is why Bartimaeus's story is so powerful, because it is a reminder to persist in faith and the incredible mercy of God. The story of Bartimaeus, this blind man who cried out for Jesus as mercy was passing by as grace was passing by, as healing was passing by. And despite all of that knowledge, the people who were around him, who knew his situation firsthand, told him to be quiet. But Bartimaeus persisted in his plea until Jesus stopped and healed him. Lindsay's devotional today focuses on Proverbs chapter 13, verses 9 and 10, and it says, The light of the righteous shines brightly, but the lamp of the wicked is snuffed out. Pride only breeds quarrels, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. So this passage highlights the contrast between the righteous and the wicked, emphasizing the importance of humility and wisdom. This is something I'd like you to ponder, and I would love to hear your insights, which you can record and share via the Spotify app. I'll share it on an upcoming episode if you speak to this. 
So at first glance, Bartimaeus' story and Proverbs 13 verses 9 and 10 may seem unrelated, but upon closer examination, we can see how they complement each other. Bartimaeus, despite his disability and the discouragement of those around him, had the humility and wisdom to recognize his need for Jesus' mercy. He persisted in his plea for healing, demonstrating a faith that shone brightly like the light of the righteous. On the other hand, those who tried to silence Bartimaeus exhibited pride, which the proverb once only breeds quarrels. They lacked the spiritual wisdom to recognize the incredible opportunity before them, the chance to witness a miracle be formed by Jesus himself. In our lives, we can learn from both Bartimaeus and the crowd that tried to silence him. We must have humility and wisdom to recognize our need for God's mercy like Bartimaeus did and the persistence to continue seeking it even in the face of opposition. At the same time, we must guard against pride and the tendency to miss out on the opportunities that God places before us like the crowd in the story. Even though I did not frame this particular discussion in this way, I couldn't help but notice the parallel and the symmetry between Luke 18 and Proverbs 13, which reminds us of the incredible mercy and grace of God and the importance of living with humility, wisdom, and faith. So, dear friends, I pray that we may learn from these stories and seek to live our lives in a way that shines the light of the righteous brightly for all to see. Oh, what a glorious day indeed. Let us walk in God's light, which happens to be the title of today's devotional by contributing writer Lindsay Capron. Walk in God's Light by Lindsay Capron. People who have a true relationship with God have this glow about them that is undeniable. Though they are still sinners and make mistakes, their righteous living radiates this light and draws others like a moth to flame. It burns bright and beautiful. The wicked has a form of light, but it doesn't seem pure. The stain of evil and darkness is blended or hidden behind their artificial fluorescent light. In Proverbs 13.9, the Bible notes that there are different kinds of light, the light of the righteous and the light of the wicked. The wicked has a light, but it can only hold out for so long. Their light is still subject to darkness because of the darkness that's constantly in them. They'll have very little to no drawing power on the ones who can discern what is godly light but will deceive and lead others to the ones who have no light in themselves or don't know the difference. Psalm 16 verse 11 says, The light of the godly is continual and full of brightness and joy. There's even pleasure and righteous living because of God's presence. Knowing that there is a different kind of light, we have to ask ourselves, Am I living a godly life to shine a godly light? Or am I indulging in wickedness where even my light is subject to go out? Righteous living 
is what keeps the godly lights on while producing joy. Lord, I pray that we stay away from the false light of wickedness and be filled continually with your true light where there is continual fullness of joy. Help us to stay and walk in your light. In Jesus' name, amen. Walk in God's Light by contributing writer Lindsay Capron. One of the greatest joys of studying the Bible is the opportunity to share our insights with others. As we journey through the Bible in a year, you can join us on YouTube or your favorite podcasting app for an uplifting message, motivation, and create discipline. These devotionals offer the perfect chance to initiate a conversation about God's Word. For more ministry resources, please visit OurGivenPurpose.com. We are deeply grateful to all those who support this ministry and podcast. Your donations allow us to provide this valuable content. We would be honored to have you as part of the Our Given Purpose family. If you feel led to contribute financially and become part of the Our Given Purpose ministry through a one-time or monthly contribution, you will help us spread God's message and connect with people all over the world. Remember, you have seeds to sprinkle and don't lose sight of the ones falling on you. Where will they grow? By the road and shallow soil in the thickets? Or will they find a home in good soil to flourish and produce a good work? What God has begun in you, he will complete. Have faith and be bold. Thank you for listening to today's devotional by contributing writer, Lindsay Capron. Please visit OurGivenPurpose.com to get on our phenomenal mailing list, connect with our contributing writers, partner with Our Given Purpose, and of course, to share. Share this podcast with a friend today.